0: Holiday. Another dollar makes you wonder where your mother went. You
1: can scream Hi folks this is Jack Spear with another edition of the survival it podcast. Really As always, one man's view of the changing world, and the changing times, and the gets means we can all fair. do a better life. If times get tough, or even if they don't dictate it from the home office today with that good audio quality, It's gonna be a short intro. And then most of today's show is going to be a rebroadcast of last year's Christmas special show. I don't think I really can do better than I did last year on that show. And it is Christmas Eve, and maybe we'll make that a tradition of doing that show every Christmas Eve. At least we're taking the first step in that direction today. I want you to really think about... um, being with your family over the next few days. Christmas is a special time of year. It's a special time of year for people, whether they believe in the, uh, the, the religious connotations of, of a typical Christian Christmas, or just as Americans and people all over the world that have adopted the holiday in one shape, form, or another. And I think it's a great unifying thing if we allow it to be instead of looking at our differences. Before that, though, I do have a little bit of housekeeping today, shorter than normal. I do want to make sure I do write by our sponsors and mention two sponsors of the day today because they're entitled to it. And the uh, first one I want to mention today is Safe Castle Royal. Uh, I'd like to make a brief announcement. Safe Castle Royal now has a board of advisors. Uh, There's uh, some great people on that board, and I'm honored to be serving on that board with them. Uh, serving on that board with me, uh, well, you just go uh, to Save Castle Royal, and you can look on the uh, left-hand margin down toward the bottom. You'll see the list of advisors. Ron Hood's one of the other people. Alan Bocamp and a few other folks are on that. So I wanted to make that announcement today, and I wanted to let you know something that they're doing. They're running a, a sale through the end of the year, through December 31st. Buy one, get one free on uh, uh, MRE Trace. And the, the big MRE tray meals. So uh, buy one, get one on those through December 31st. So check out Safe Council Royal. Our other uh, uh, sponsor of the day-to-day is Backyard Food Production. I can't say enough good things about their videos, and I want to remind you guys that we are doing workshops down there. January, February, and March, check out their website for the exact dates and uh, registration. And uh, I will be at the January and February uh, events definitely. I will probably be at the March event. Uh, That is about 40 miles south of Austin is the general area it's in. So it might be a big, long drive for some of you guys that are too far to go. But if you're in the Texas area or anywhere, it may be southern Oklahoma, eastern Louisiana, somewhere like that, consider coming on down there and uh, being at all, if not maybe just one of the events. I think you'll learn some really interesting things uh, from the expert that Marjorie has coming in to do these classes. I know I'm really looking forward to them. And uh, with that, that's going to be all the housekeeping for today. And what you're about to hear from this point forward is a rebroadcast of the majority of last year's Christmas show. Please take some of the things that I have to say to heart, and please make the next few days very, very special days. Today we're going to do a very different type of show than what we normally do. If you were here when I did a survivalist view of Thanksgiving, this is going to be a lot like that show. This show isn't going to be how to store things, how to get rid of debt, how to invest in things, how to protect your money, or about the political or economic threats that are out there, or flu pandemics. This is Christmas. This is a special time of year. And regardless of your religious affiliation, if you're an American, then Christmas probably means something to you, even if you don't celebrate the traditional Christian. Uh, tradition of Christmas, or if that's maybe a lesser part of what you celebrate. Christmas in America has become a institution that brings families together. Many times it brings members of families together that don't even really speak or see each other much during other times of the year. And with that comes a certain level of healing, and as you're going to hear today, there's actually quite a bit of healing that's been done in the United States Uh, As our country developed uh, From the holiday of Christmas Now I think one of the things That most people probably don't get And if you heard the Thanksgiving show It's kind of in a very similar fashion People tend to believe That there's always been a Christmas in America It's just As American as apple pie And and mom and baseball And and everything else And that You know, the pilgrims probably came over here and had Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, sorta like we do. Maybe they did a little, instead of shopping, they did a little gathering for some, uh, Christmas gifts in the forest and then celebrated Christmas, uh, just a, you know, a few weeks after Thanksgiving the way we do right here today. Well, the reality is that at one time, believe it or not, Christmas was banned. It was banned as being a holiday of decadence. And it started in the 17th century when a, a, a big wave of religious reformers actually took over uh, England and they banned Christmas in England. And it wasn't until Charles II uh, came into power that he brought Christmas back uh, with a stroke of his finger or his pen as the King of England. But... The Puritans that came to America, right, that landed in Plymouth, were even more puritanical than these people that had gotten this ban of Christmas done in, in England. And as crazy as this sounds today, there was a lot of support for this type of thing. So when they came to America, of course they didn't celebrate Christmas. Now, the people that were down at the Jamestown Colony, not much further into the future, they actually did Kind of celebrate Christmas So uh, at the time that we were first Establishing colonies in North America uh, From England And from, from, from Holland and, and from some of the other countries There were spots where Christmas was was, was celebrated And there were spots where it wasn't Eventually, we got to that thing called the American Revolution, where we threw the English out, and we disassociated ourselves from the crown, and we became the United States. Actually, these United States, as it was referred to at the time, our first republic of 13 colonies that became 13 states. When that happened, as you might imagine, Americans decided that there would be no Christmas, right? Right? Not really like, okay, let's ban Christmas again. It was just that that's an English thing. It's an English holiday. We don't do English anymore, you know. Uh We're now our own country. But, you know, that didn't last. I guess Christmas is just too much into the hearts of men and women. And it means too much as a celebration, either be it religious or a celebration of family. So what began to happen is... Christmas kind of began making a comeback in the early 1800s. But the holiday celebration of the 1800s of Christmas isn't something you would recognize today. It was very rowdy, very boisterous. It was something that, uh, it, it was probably a lot more like a New Year's Eve celebration than what we think of as a Christmas celebration. So it wasn't everybody peaceful around the table enjoying a Christmas dinner. It was people out in the streets drinking and getting drunk and carrying on and getting rowdy and corrosing, and, and doing all that type of stuff. Well, right about that time, there came on the scene an author that many people have never heard of. And his name was Washington... Irving, and he looked at the situation and what was going on, and the reason it was like this rowdy carnival holiday, and all this uh, tension was going on, and a lot of you know people ended up in jail during this thing, was because you know again we tend to have short memories in the United States, but in the 1820s we had fought a revolution. We had a few years of true independence. We had to fight a, basically, the War of 1812 up into 1814 was a second revolutionary war. The country was still an infant. And in the 1820s, we had gangs, street gangs and thugs and mafia types. We had a big division between the classes, the wealthy and the poor. We had unemployment. We had rising crime rates. Sound familiar? That was going on then, too. And Washington Irving looked at this and said, this holiday could be something that brings people together instead of something that puts people apart. Now, he was a best-selling author at the time, so if he wrote a book, people would read it. And he wrote a book called The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon Gent, which was a series of stories about the celebration of Christmas uh, in an English manor house. And it talked all about these ancient, traditions, family meal, hanging stockings, all kinds of things, many of the things that we do today, is these ancient traditions that had been handed down for years and years and years. Here's the funny thing. Mr. Washington Irving had never probably seen any type of celebration like that. Much of what he described had actually never really been anybody's tradition. This one author actually created a huge portion of the tradition of Christmas that we celebrate today. Because when people read it, and it said, you know, this is, this is what Christmas was about. When people are in a time of peril, a time of strife, a time of struggle, what do they do? They like to go back to the safe, peaceful traditions. If you think about it, one of the best watched shows the first month after nine eleven were reruns of shows like "I Love Lucy" and "The Honeymooners. People waxed nostalgia. they went back they wanted a simpler, more peaceful time and into this same type of fray, the same type of you know struggle of a new nation trying to find itself. Deeply divided between North and South. You know, this is way before the Civil War, but those divisions were in place already. And Mr. Irving looked at this as an opportunity to bring something special to America. And in fact, before the Civil War, the North and South were divided on more than things like slavery. They were divided on things like Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you remember the Thanksgiving show, I told you that the South celebrated christmas and the north celebrated thanksgiving and the south looked at 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 thanksgiving as some damn yankee holiday didn't make sense to them they just didn't celebrate thanksgiving and the north also looked out at the south with this christmas thing and said you know what's the deal with this i mean if you you know the some of the first states That actually officially recognized Christmas as a legal holiday were Alabama, Louisiana, and Arkansas. Alright? And this was in the period of time like 1836, 1838, that period of time. So by the time the Civil War came around, and even immediately after the Civil War, of course, we looked at, you know, this holiday while wounds were healing, while people had just, you know, killed brother against brother, and said, well, that's a southern thing or that's a northern thing. But those two holidays, quite simultaneously, began to be spread as the nation healed itself and rebuilt itself and brought itself back together. And young men and young women that would go to college in the North began to bring the tradition of Thanksgiving to the South. And the South began to learn and embrace the tradition of Thanksgiving. And at the same time, the opposite effect was happening, and the tradition of Christmas was being spread more into the north. And in time, the churches took up the mantra of, yeah, we should celebrate Christmas. It's the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ that we're celebrating. Now, we can debate on whether or not that you know, Christ was actually born on December 25th, and the answer is he probably wasn't. If you read the Gospels and... Uh, time of a census and it's actually quite cold in that region in December if they were going to be doing a census where Joseph was taking Mary to the land of his birth for the census they would have done it in the spring so it's probably not when Christ was born but it doesn't matter that's when we've chosen to celebrate it if we're of that particular type of faith because no one really knows the day of the birth so that's when it was so churches got on board with it Sunday schools started teaching it And into this came one of our most beloved creations, Santa Claus. Santa Claus brought a magic to Christmas that children could expect. And you know, call me crazy, but I believe in Santa Claus, and I think most Americans do, in a way. Santa Claus brought a spirit that was encouraging the giving of gifts a spirit of anticipation and again we have to look at what was going on with the whole St. Nicholas Santa Claus type situation again you have to put yourself into the position of these people the civil war had just ended people were still hungry fields had been burned during the war it was a time not of plenty, but of struggle for both the North and the South. The entire industry of slavery had been dissolved, and of course that was the right thing to do, but it did not go without its consequences. You had an agricultural uh, community devastated in the South because the workers weren't there to do the work in, in the same way that they were before, and you had an entire group of people who had been freed into a life where they weren't really, you know, a lot of opportunities. So, in the cold darkness of winter, and we were still coming out of the grips, folks, of the little ice age here. It was a much colder, darker, wintry time. When people should be holding on to things, when people should be cherishing the little that they had, what came to America was a spirit of giving giving to the children first and then it spread to giving to your fellow man and as the holidays of Christmas and Thanksgiving infiltrated our nation it healed and we became more of a singular nation because of the two of them and they really cannot be separated in that role we live in a politically collect world today where we say the holidays when we say the holidays we mean Kwanzaa, Ramadan, you know uh, Hanukkah and no disrespect to those faiths or those traditions but that's not what the holidays used to mean the holidays was an all-encompassing time at one time in america and it meant america's holidays and it was thanksgiving and the period between thanksgiving and christmas where we would have a huge feast and then we would prepare for six weeks for a joyous celebration and a spirit of giving at christmas time and those two were the holidays And what does this teach us today as modern survivalists? It teaches us that the things that we fear, the things that we face, the hard times, the hard economies, the riots, the gangs, the class warfare, is absolutely nothing new. And that these holidays brought us through a time when they were actually far worse and that today we need to view them as people with a modern survivalist philosophy it's something that can continue to do the same thing you know they say there's a time to beat your plowshares into swords and a time to beat your swords into plowshares meaning that there is a time for war and there is a time for peace Well, I believe that every year there comes a few times that are times for peace. If your your family is struggling, it's still a time to stop, pause, and just be. If you are concerned about some of the things that are happening in the world, it's a time to just let it go. And just be. And just share. And if you do that, you'll realize that no matter what life challenges come your way there are a few things that are really important and they're probably the people around you near you or even geographically separated from you now but they're close to you in blood and in family and you'll realize that those things are far more important than what the stock market does today I'm not going to look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average today. I could give a rip where it goes today. I don't really care. I suggest that you don't bother looking at it either. I won't be on Google Finance today seeing what's going on around the economic world. I won't be listening to any type of alarmist radio. I won't be tuning in to hear anybody tell me how bad the government is. I know how bad our government is. I don't need to worry about it today, and neither do you. What we need to do today is we need to look back across the over 200 years of history when this nation was formed by a group of farmers and hunters and merchants that collectively came together and created the greatest experiment ever done in the world of democracy, and created the most free republic ever known under the sun. And even though we've strayed from that initial wisdom, it is still with us. And we connect back to those very first Americans, who fought not one war for their independence, but two, and began to collectively heal, and bring their nation together, and become one people, under the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas. And even a polarized new nation, each taking its own holiday, eventually blended the two together to create what is honestly one of the most magical times of year. Time of year when the stingiest among us realize it's not good to be a Scrooge, and we go out and we give of ourselves. That's what Christmas is for the modern survivalists. There's only one bit of serious note That I'd like to request from you today If you haven't done anything For our soldiers Sailors, airmen and marines That are overseas Please consider doing something today It won't get to them It won't get to them by Christmas They won't care They'll simply know that you did We have a program called Stockings for Soldiers And a group that we've supported Over in Afghanistan uh, Since Thanksgiving You can find information on the site about how to send those guys something. And uh, I think it would be a really good thing, a really good spirit of giving because, you know what, it's those guys that make us able to sit here and complain about the problems that we have with our government. It's those guys that make all of this possible. It's those guys that let a man like me have the freedom to speak my mind on a daily basis to those of you who wish to listen, listen to me. Again, I really want to point out though that what this time of year should be about for everybody is a simple pause. Yesterday I talked to you about setting goals. If you started doing that, great. Put the book away. It'll be there on December 26th. From the time you hear this podcast today, Until December 25th ends, and you go to sleep with your family, just be with them. Just be who you are. Just be there for them. Put the priority there. Take time, pause, and realize that's a big part of living the life you want. If times get tough, or even if they don't. This has been Jack Spierka with a special Christmas edition of the Survival Podcast. In
0: sin and error, hiding till he appeared and the soul fell its worth. The thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder. the world in sin and error, pining till he appeared and the soul fell.